Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the Healthy Church Podcast. My name is Drew Klein, here with Larry Barker. And Larry, how's the day going for you today, brother? Having a good day. And of course, I was just sitting on the edge of my seat until uh-huh. I could see you yeah. and do this podcast. Of course. Of course. Now my day is worthwhile. You've broken your fast. See what I yes. did there? In yes, order to. No, yeah. What, yeah. Tell us what we're talking about today. Well, we're going to do a continuation of last week. We've been talking about fasting and we're going to talk about 10 different fasts. And I, I really want us to park a little bit on the fast Jesus did because Matthew chapter four is where he deals with uh, the attacks and the temptations of Satan. And so I hope we'll get there, but it's okay if we don't. We just, we want to talk about what fasting, and we did it last time, so I don't want to spend a lot of time. Yeah. But really, fasting's more about replacement than it is doing without. In, in, in other words, okay, if I just go hungry, I just go hungry. Yeah. But if I fast with a food fast, then I'm going to focus on spending more time in prayer, more time in the word. And I like what uh, one friend put in uh, Gary Rohrmeyer in his book. He said, it's letting God realign my heart towards his purposes. Mm-hmm. That's what fasting is. So I want to get God's mind on this specific situation. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this last time, but those yeah. hunger pangs causing oh, yeah. those reminders of, hey, every time I feel something, I'm praying, I'm, I'm going to the Lord, and that's going to be a lot if you're doing a food yeah. fast. But, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I think also, um, and we kind of ended here last time, if I remember right, but I have slept a couple times since then. But, uh, you know, it really reveals what we actually crave. And, and I like that. And so often our hearts craving for things that our soul doesn't need. And is not what's best for us. And, mm-hmm. and, and I even want to get into those isms a little bit more maybe next time. We've got a guest next week we're real excited about. But, uh, and I'll let you talk about that at the end. But uh, I'd really like to get back into that because I've just been doing a lot of looking at our leadership and the importance of a uh, secret place with the Lord. We've talked about that mm-hmm. a lot. Ran across one author's statement that really convicted me. He said, when you're headed in the right direction, you're no longer energized by a project. You're energized by a person. Mm-hmm. Woo, that's what exactly. I want, Drew. 
Absolutely. That's what I long for. That's what I, I desire. I am not there. I haven't arrived. We've talked about that, but man, that's the pursuit, not a project, not a program, but a person and yeah. that relationship with Christ. Well, and I would even take that thought even just a yeah. hair further and sure. in when we fast, that is the end desire to be mm-hmm. connected to him. And then he might help you, you know, answer the questions that you have or, or know the priorities that you should have or the will of God for where you should go. But, but that fast that leads us to him, it's not just a, 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 a discipline that we do, but it is a connection to the one who, who gives us all the things that we need. Yeah, you uh, made reference last week to a lengthy fast that you did one time in your ministry. And they all feel it, lengthy to me. Larry, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I tell people all the time, stay away from me the first three days because I'm, oh. just, I'm just angry, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember one at a major time in Shelby and I's ministry and uh, – Matter of fact, uh, she, we are just about to have our second child, Matthew, and we knew God was up to something. And, and I decided to do a 10 day fast and, and, uh, and I began that, did a lot of study and, and, and research on it. And, and, you know, I didn't get a, I didn't get a vision. I didn't get a, um, you know, heaven came down and angels were singing and all. Mm-hmm. But what I did get was confidence that Shelby and I had made the right decision. Mm-hmm. It was, Lord, here we are. We want your agenda. We want your plan. We mm-hmm. submit to what you want. And if this isn't what you want, you show us and we'll back up and, and, uh, do, do something different. And so he just confirms. So it is a great process. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. Well, you've got for us today, we're going to talk about 10 different types of fasts. Yep. And, uh, so I guess this would be kind of the thing where if somebody's thinking about fasting, there's kind of this question of what, what should I do? Should it be food? Should it be TV? Should it be social media? What, where should I start? On TV, social media, just let me say yes. Yes and yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, uh, all I mean by that, it's just good to uh, uh, to regulate ourselves and watch ourselves on that because all of us can be time wasters. Matter of fact, I might have made reference to this last couple times. I didn't know you could put a timer on certain apps. And it would show you how long you had been on. And man, how cool is that? Just from the standpoint of looking back and go, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm spending too much time and nothing wrong with being there uh, necessarily. Right. Uh, but just try to watch that. Matter of fact, before we get into the 10 biblical fasts that Elmer Towns mentions in his book, Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough, let's talk about ways to fast. I mean, the normal fast that most of us think about is no food, water only. Mm-hmm. But then there's also an absolute fast, nothing. Now, I just want to say this. Let me caution everybody out there. This shouldn't be undertaken over three days. And only then, if you have a clear 
directive from the Lord and you're in good health. So uh, be careful there. And then there's a, a partial fast. And Shelby was at her doctor's on uh, on uh, I think it was Monday. And, uh, and he said, you know, intermittent fasting is a good thing. And it kind of resets. There's a lot of people that say fasting one day with water, not without uh, juices or liquids, uh, serves as a cleansing. So there's not only a spiritual application and benefit, but there's also physical benefits. For example, uh, my weight loss journey, I try very, very hard to never eat after about 4 p.m. in the evening. Um, and a lot of people go, wow, Larry, why? Well, let me explain why. Because I was a cereal snacker. That's why. And you get home, you finally settle down, the, the tummy starts grumbling at you. And, and I could sit down and just put away, first of all, some of the worst foods but also at the worst time. And so there's a lot of things there that you can study out. A, you know, maybe your partial fast is no sweets. When I started losing weight uh, the first year, what I did was I'm just not going to eat uh, sweets anymore, uh, pies, cookies, whatever. And I still don't. And a lot of people go, wow. Matter of fact, one of my good friends in Jacksonville, Texas, he said, you never have pie or cake? I said, no. He goes, I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, sweets are something I can give up a little bit easier. Um, but I just made that decision. So, you know, the book of Daniel says, Daniel ate no pleasant bread. So he was eating, mm -hmm. uh, but he was doing a particular thing. I already mentioned this, but juice fast. You know, fruit and vegetable juices have a way of uh, cleaning us out. Then what about a corporate fast? I know churches and mm -hmm. big decisions will say, hey, we're asking everyone who can and is willing to join us in this season of fasting. And now I've talked to Gary Rohrmeyer, who uh, I'm in his book right now, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, and and uh, and he just talks about how many breakthroughs ministries and churches had made uh, because they were called to fast. And we see that in the Old Testament, don't we, Drew? Oh, yeah, many, absolutely. many times yeah. they're called to fast. Yeah, and, and, and as a nation. Yes, yeah. as a nation. As a nation. That's that's good word right there. So there was also a Jewish fasting period. Uh, normally, the Jewish fast began at 6 p.m. in the evening and ended the next day at 6 p.m. Uh, some people still follow that uh, that pattern. I'm more a I'll go to bed at at, at uh, you know, whatever time my last meal would have been before four and I'll go the whole next day when I do a day fast, but that's yeah. me. Uh, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with the 6 PM to 6 PM. And I even have friends that said, I'm just going to be honest. I said, okay, what about what at five 59 I was eating <laughs> and the next day at six Oh one. Yeah. <laughs> I was eating. So, hey, do what you got to do. So I, I've got a yeah. funny story right here on, sure. on this kind of concept. Um, the first time I ever was around somebody who, who fasted was our dear friend, Rob Hager. 
Yeah. And I, he was a senior and I was a freshman at Central Baptist College. And I, we'd become friends. And I just remember thinking, man, how spiritual this guy is. He's fasting. And he, and he told me he was fasting. He'd been praying. He's very Christ-like in his life anyway. And we were in his room at, at, at college and it started getting late. And I noticed he kept kind of getting a little antsy and, and excited about something. I'm like, what, what's going on? He, he turned 12. And he snuck down to get a pizza because uh, Domino's had delivered a pizza at twelve oh one. I love it. I <laughs> so love he gets it. his pizza and he's shoving the pizza in his mouth. Oh, I'm like, yeah. You yeah. know, I, I don't think this is exactly what the Lord had in mind. Yeah. With the, you just with don't the, know how much I rejoice that that story <laughs> was on him. And uh, for those listening to us, Rob was actually a teenager. Uh, in a church where I pastored. And so mm-hmm. I've known Rob for a very long time and his parents and uh, dad passed away. And now they're living down here in central Arkansas, but great story. Yeah. You I'm know. sure he'll love the fact that I told it. <laughs> Absolutely. I I think you should immediately text him and tell yes. him. Yes. You know? no, I'm not so telling anyway. him. Anyway, but then fasting plus prayer, you know, it, it ought to always be combined with prayer sure. and sure. And and that and then fasting and abstinence, uh, you know, abstaining from food in the Bible, and it does not refer to giving up other things, but there are other things. The Bible doesn't say uh, that you can't do that. You know, uh, maybe you're saying, you know what, I'm gonna fast from uh, television. And, and then what I would suggest is that time you normally watch TV, use that time to uh, dig in more spiritually into the Word of God and, and to hear from Him and spend time together uh, as a couple, uh, if you're married, uh, seeking God. Yeah. You were talking about social media and timers and things. Yeah. And when you begin to get a sense of how much time you've placed in some of those areas, you begin to go, what am I doing? Like all the things that I could accomplish with uh, that time, you know, so that's a, that's a great point about that. Yeah. And we're going to say this at the end again also, but if you'll email my administrative assistant, Heidi Sorrells, which uh, she's a member of South City and, and we're all great friends, but Heidi, H-E-I-D-I at dot com. If you got any of these materials that you would like to have, she'd be happy to send you the PDFs, especially about what I'm about to cover and we're going to talk about together. Yeah. And that's 10 different types of fast that we see in the scriptures. The first one one we're going to talk about was the disciples fast. And uh, if you're taking notes, Matthew 17, 21, and that's really a focus for deliverance from sin or addiction or bondage. Because if we fast, we can break the power of that, that, that a particular thing that's controlling our lives. That's why Towns names it fasting for spiritual breakthrough. And, and Drew, unfortunately, all of us, I want to say it again, all of us have strongholds where Satan has set up in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so the disciples fast is kind of focused. I want to get victory. You know, we had celebrate recovery at Cornerstone in uh, Jacksonville, Texas. And the whole idea is deliverance, uh, you know, from hurts, habits, and hangups. 
And uh, yes, we all need that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, number two is the Ezra fast. That's found in Ezra chapter eight. Mm-hmm. And this is where we fast for God's help in solving problems and for protection from Satan. Ezra said that they prayed and fasted and God answered Mm -hmm. their request. Because I think a fast, even though we're not asking, quote unquote, for a special favor, we are asking, we are, let me back up, not asking, we're letting the Lord know this is how serious this is to us. Mm Uh, and I, I want you to know we're serious about making this decision. And of course, Ezra chapter eight and nine are a couple of my favorite chapters where they bring the word out and, and, uh, all that goes on there. And matter of fact, later on, what's he say? Now's not the time to fast. There is a time to fast, but he said, no, 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 no. I don't want you going home fasting, wailing and weeping. I want you to rejoice. Yeah. And so there's a time to fast, but there's also a time uh, to be busy doing what God's called us to do. Yeah. So just a couple of thoughts on the disciples yeah. fast. You talked about all of us having hangups and different things that, that that's a great fast to do just to say, Lord, what are the things I don't see? What are the yeah. blind spots? Yeah. Show them to my heart. And the Ezra fast, uh, there's something maybe specific that we're asking for as they were that, that, that we uh, request and ask God for. That's, that's good. And the fast, I think, increases that awareness that we see in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and try my heart and yeah. see if there be any wicked way in me. Psalm and, 51. Uh, it, huh? Psalm 51. Well, it's also at the end of 139. That's true. That's true. It is. You got me. It is. Wow. Yeah. Don't, don't call me out on the podcast. Rich, you got uh, me. Do you understand totally me? I'll read through this screen and grab a hold of you. No, no. Hey, uh, man, it's just that idea of, boy, that you get serious with confession and repentance. And I can tell you, it can get ugly. Uh-huh. But I want to say this. Don't stay away from it because it can be painful it's worth the process. Mm-hmm. If we confess our sins, faithful and just to forgive us. Mm-hmm. First John chapter one, don't correct me. Verse nine. <laughs> and then there's the, uh, after the uh, Ezra fast, the Samuel fast, the Samuel fast is for revival. And, yeah. uh, you know, even great awakenings here in America and other places have occurred when some people, uh, decided we're going to get serious about prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to say something about that. A lot of times it turns into fasting without even going, okay, we're going to fast. It, it, it develops into that as they seek God's face and they just want to be in his presence and they're not worried uh, about food. But the Elijah fast brings us mental freedom from emotional situations. And uh, and through fasting, God uh, will help to heal those uh, situations by making us aware of them. Why? So we can end the cycle of destructive habits in our life through them. That's cool. I'm, I, every time you mention one of these scriptures in my mind, I'm trying to play out what's going on in those scenes. You oh, know, absolutely. And how it connects to these. That's really cool. And let me and, and let me encourage everyone. We're giving you these passages, but please 
man, read before, read after, and get full context. I'm I'm a couple of times just quote one verse or two, but we all know what that's like. What is going on? Why is mm-hmm. this happening? Uh, and uh, and we just you know who's talking? What's you know who are they talking to? And and what is God saying in that? Yeah. The next one's the widows fast, and that's in First Kings nineteen, and and that literally was to provide his needs and others' needs that she went without. And, uh, I don't know about you, Drew, but, but I had a mom that did that quite a few times. If, if there weren't enough pieces of pie, she would go out and never say a word. If, uh, if she didn't get her favorite piece of chicken, she'd never say a word. But the widow's fast is when we go without food to meet physical needs of someone else. Mm -hmm. And the Bible's very clear because she sacrificed her food God made sure that he not only replaced it, he replaced it with more. And yeah. so that's remarkable. Yeah, I love that. I do too. Then there's the Paul fast. Paul fasted for physical healing and to get direction from God. Now, I want to deal with that. Well, what if he doesn't heal me? Paul deals with that. Three times I asked the Lord and I know it's argued theologically. If it's physical uh, ailment that Paul had, was it his eyesight? Was it something else? Whatever it was. But Bible's very clear that pa- Paul walked out of that time. And it was not, of course, that's back in Acts 9 when he received the call. It's not uh, first Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians 12. Um, you know, where he talks about that. But Paul at that time was fasting to discern, okay, where do you want me to go from this point forward? And I just want to say this. If you'll get serious about seeking God's face, mm-hmm. he will reveal his will. He yeah. will. I think we make it far more difficult than it is, don't you? I do. And I think there's also an aspect of Paul's choice to fast in that moment, just out of sheer awe. Yes. I mean, Jesus shows up to him and, and, mm-hmm. and this whole process of what just happened, you know, and there's, there's times in life where you, you get blindsided, so to speak, um, as he did to go, I, I want to just honor the Lord and in awe and in, and in for direction and for what he's saying right now and what he's doing. Those are, those are good things to consider in a fast. Then we have the John, the Baptist fast and uh, Luke. I thought you were going to say there was locusts and honey in this involved. I don't well, know. Hey, if you, if that's something that, uh, <laughs> you know, floats your boat, go for it, you know, type thing. But uh, you know, the John the Baptist fast was to enhance his walk with God and his witness. And, and man, what a great testimony to say, Lord, I'm going to do this so that you'll enhance and empower my testimony and so that I have boldness uh, to share the gospel with others. And I, I love that. God will use our testimony. Everybody out there listening to me, Yeah, I don't have much of a testimony. If you are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and Mm -hmm. born again, you have a great testimony. And we shouldn't be comparing anyway, because it's not about what we did before we got saved. It's about what he did 
when we gave him our heart and life and said, I want to follow you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I love it. Then preacher. there's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I said, that's good preacher. Keep going. Now, thanks. I'm trying to hold back my preacher voice. You <laughs> no, it's kind of reprimanded me the last couple of times, you know. <laughs> oh, guys, if y'all listen to us, Drew and I are just having fun. We are. <laughs> We are. As long as you get your scripture references right, then we're good to go. I'm trying. I'm okay, trying. Sorry. Then there's the Esther fast. The Esther fast is in Esther chapter four. And that really was for protection from the evil one. And, and I'll say this. If you really feel like you're in a, a time of uh, intense spiritual warfare, what a great thing to do to say, God, uh, I need you. And when we fast for protection, mm-hmm. God will deliver us. And we've talked about the model prayer a couple times, Drew, but I just love what he tells us to pray for. You know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our de- debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And man, there's been a couple of times in my ministry, I was sending up a 911 prayer because you you could sense it. You could mm-hmm. sense the evil. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. I remember one situation we had in the pastorate and the man who was with me, we got out in the van. I looked at him and I said, okay, so I don't think I'm nuts and crazy. Tell me what you experienced in that room. And it was exactly Mm. what I had. Now, let me say this. I'm not one to see a demon Mm -hmm. behind every single door and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the time, but they are real. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't deny that. And we shouldn't ignore that. And we need to put on the whole armor of God and maybe prayer and fasting. And I even hate that I said the word maybe. Prayer and fasting enhances that protection from the evil one. No doubt. No doubt whatsoever. Then there's, I'm going to flip the last two on our list so we can end with the one. But then there's the Daniel fast. And, you know, uh, hey, Daniel, you got to eat whatever. But no, I'll tell you what. Why don't you let us, these three boys and me, eat these things. And why don't you see and how many days was it? 10? Was it 10 mm-hmm. days? So. Yeah. in yeah, 10 days come back and look at us. So they were fasting for health. Yes. But also seeking God's favor, purpose and vision. And when they saw what was going on in their lives, they immediately elevated them uh, to even greater uh, responsibilities uh, because of their faithfulness. And, and and so that's just a really cool thing also. You can see that in Daniel chapter 1 and also Daniel chapter 10. Yeah. No, I love that one. And there's a piece of that because I think it was mostly vegetables and things, but there's also a piece of that of we're not just trusting God because of the food content. Right. We, we want to honor him and God gives us supernatural strength, not just what sure. the vegetables give us. It was not just, you can't, it's not just about the, the intake of what, what the food was or wasn't. Yeah, it was exactly. about the trust and the faith in the Lord. And then the last one, of course, is the one I feel probably kind of out of my league. And that's the Jesus fast. Uh, and uh, wow, 40 days, mm-hmm. 40 days. And I've talked to individuals who have told me I've never gone 40 days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but Jesus did. And that was for 
spiritual power, and victory over temptation, the flesh, and the devil. And if you'll walk down Matthew chapter 4, you're going to see three ways that the devil tempted him. And the first was with appetite. Hey, just throw those stones down and they'll turn to bread. And and Jesus has that great verse. Of course, what does he do? He quotes from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Don't ever forget that. He quotes from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And he says, man shall not live by bread alone. And so we've got to be honest. All of us have overeaten. And fasting helps us to bring that back under control and and to realize, you know, um, I, I like what I heard one person say, because it's a catchy phrase, but Drew, another big part of me doesn't like it. And here's what it says. I don't eat to live. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't live to eat. I eat to live. Mm-hmm. But I think all of us have got to admit there have been times we've lived to eat. You know, oh, sure. And uh, absolutely. And so the appetite is something that can easily get out of whack one way or the other. Uh, one friend describes um, the uh, gutters, if you will, on each side of that or the ditch, whichever way. Mm-hmm. One side's gluttony, but the other mm-hmm. side's anorexia. And uh, God isn't asking us to go without food. You know, man shall not live by bread alone. It doesn't say man's to live without sustenance. It's not what it says. But it says alone. And fasting puts the priority back. But it's not just food. What about greed? What about poverty? You know, some people... Uh, go to extremes both ways. You know, I'm going to get all I can get. And, uh, and when you live by that, just let me say this, it's never enough. Never. Yep. Right. But God also didn't tell us that we had to take a vow of poverty. Matter of fact, if we'll talk about uh, finances for just a second, it's not about, uh, you know, what we have. It's about what has us. And I can just tell you, God's taught me a lot of lessons. And I actually think, oh, watch it. Here's one out of left field. Are you ready? Uh I think tithing's kind of a fast. I know it's not (laughs) called that, but what what are we saying? I can Uh actually live Uh by trusting God on less than more. Right. And that's hard for a lot of people. Oh, there ain't no way. There ain't no yeah, way. That's good. That's yeah, good. That, that, can ha- that can happen. And then you go further down in, uh, in this and, uh, and you get into verses 5 through 7 of Matthew chapter 4 and you see ambition raises its ugly head. And we're going to talk about ambition in the weeks to come again. Because I think God gives us a drive, an ambition, Mm-hmm. But it can get off track so quickly, oh, yeah. and uh, and it becomes about us. Matter of fact, I said this in a pastor Zoom yesterday, um, and I want to revisit this, Drew. But uh, we're all the time saying, "Well, I just I, I'm concerned about my legacy." 
And I went, wait, wait, wait. Everybody hear me. You serve God. Let him determine your legacy. Right. If you start trying to manipulate or state or drive your legacy, it's going to eat your lunch. And then I thought about, you know, in our tribe the last several years, and I'm so glad we've done it, we have honored what we have called legacy missionaries. And when I was preparing for this, Drew, I, I was with the Lord and I was like, okay, are we wrong for doing that? I mean, should we be doing that? Shouldn't they just, you know, be happy? And the people we've honored are happy that they had the privilege of serving God. And then it dawned me, wait a minute, the difference of it being wrong and being right, we decided to honor them. They did not ask to be honored. Right. Right. And that's the real difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we know our good friend. And if you're out there, I want to say this. We, would you guys pray for Jerry and Sue kid? And uh, they just desperately need our prayers right now. And I won't go into all the details, but I like what John David said at our office on Wednesday. They said, has anybody talked to Jerry? He goes, yeah, I did. And he goes, well, what's going on? And here's what John David said. He said, well, in typical Jerry kid, he got off a of Jerry kid as fast as he could. Yep. And that is such a great example mm-hmm. of not getting into the cut the the gutter of workaholism, but also mm-hmm. not the gutter of apathy. Yeah. Uh, you know, some think, well, I got to do everything because if I don't do it, it won't get done. You're 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 thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Right. But the other gutter is not doing anything, doing nothing. Well, there's a time God says, get up, go, do. And then the last one, because I know we're running out of time, is for approval. And that's verses 9 through 12. And, you know, the idea of seeking approval is, man, that that can sneak up on us. Matter of fact, I think some of us have referred to we have the Messiah uh, complex. And what is that? I think I can fix everybody. And they're just going to thank me and love me. And uh, Rob, our good friend Rob, talks very, very open about, I'm a, by nature, I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be blunt, Drew, so am I. I'm very similar to him in that. And so when you are a people pleaser, if you're not careful all the time, you need affirmation. You need to be affirmed. That a boy, you're doing great. You know, that Mm -hmm. type thing. Well, the other gutter is, I don't care what people think. Well, we ought to care. Now, we shouldn't care if we're standing for truth and they don't agree with us. I mean, that's Galatians, what is it, 110? Uh, you know, where it talks about how we need to be more concerned that God is pleased with us than man is pleased with us. Uh, but, you know, here's two things I've said for years, and I know I got to stop and hand it to you. But in this area of approval, again, Matthew 4, 9 through 12, we'll let you go there, study it and look at it. If Either way that gets out of balance, you'll either get corrupted by applause or you'll be crushed by criticism. 
And I got to tell you, if you're thinking you can get through ministry without criticism, the only way you can pull that off is not have any people. Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, I'm talking about us too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about us too. So that's why we fast to bring those things back into alignment mm-hmm. as God guides and directs our lives in the area of appetite, ambition, and approval. Yeah. Around the Jesus fast, you know, you, you're mentioning these these aspects within Matthew yeah. 4. And one of the things that I love is that Jesus has this scripture memorized yes. into these moments. Woo. And so that is a discipline that I just want to encourage. I, I, I want to know more of it and be more disciplined to learn it and, and make memorization more important in my life. But I think I try to tell my girls all the time, there's not a matter of, 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 if Satan is going to tempt you and going to bring, come in and you're going to struggle, it's a matter of when, and when he does, yep. you need to be prepared with scripture memory so it. that you can fight this fight that we see Jesus fighting and, and obviously winning. Um, and, and it's just so important. So I, I would just encourage you as you fast, the enemy's going to come against you. Yes, and if is. you're ready in those areas of weakness and struggle, you can speak truth to him and he has to shut up. <laughs> he has to shut up to that truth. And you know, Drew, it's important that you said that because I almost forgot to, uh, but you did so well. Expect the heat to get turned up. Whenever we decide to get serious with God. Oh, yeah. The, the evil forces are coming after us to mm-hmm. stop us. So be no ready. Well, why is this going on? Why is this happening? Because it's called spiritual warfare yeah no it's good larry thank you for these uh fast these are from elmer towns right yes yep and the name of the book again is what fasting for spiritual breakthrough okay yep well um i will put the link on uh, our show notes in case anybody wants to go and grab that from amazon or some other retailer but uh we hope that this conversation has been helpful to you as you consider whether um a fast of some one of these types would be a, a blessing to you. We know whichever one that you choose, God will meet you and uh, it will be a beautiful time of drawing closer to him. Um, but there will be a fight usually in those moments because the enemy knows you're, you're trying to get serious um, with the Lord about what's important in your Very life. Very true. So thanks for watching or listening wherever you do that with a podcast. And we will talk to you next time on the podcast. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast sponsored by Activate a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.